Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You are listening to those other girls with Mallory and friends. I'm Victoria, and we are working on changing culture and bringing back conservative values. So as you can tell, it's a solo episode this week. Mallory is down at CPAC, and we're going to do an awesome um, recap and hear about her experience. And uh, hopefully this will be a shorter episode because I'm talking to myself and I've never really done this before. So we'll see how it goes. Um, this week has been crazy, like every other week <laughs> since a uh, pandemic hits, but I will provide you the top stories that I believe that you need to know. Our first story is Tiger Woods, um, was in a horrible car accident that started this week. Um, it was Tuesday and this came out, um, today. So after two days of serious Two days after seriously injuring his legs in a single car crash near Los Angeles that required emergency surgery, Tiger Woods was moved from Harbor UCLA Medical Center. Uh, The chief medical officer of the hospital announced Thursday that Woods had been transferred to Cedars Senya Medical Center for continuing orthopedic care and recovery. Woods suffered a commutative open fracture in his right leg during the single vehicle rollover crash that required emergency orthopedic surgery Tuesday. Um, His injuries, um, it's going to be a lengthy recovery process ahead of him before reacclimating to everyday life, let alone playing professional golf. He suffered fractures on the upper and lower parts of both the fibula and tibia, which was inserted with a rod-stabilized area. Screws and pins were treated to... Other injuries in the ankle and foot, while doctors sliced muscle in the area to relieve pressure and swelling in the area. Um, that, so I don't know if you guys, I don't remember how much we've talked about this, but I grew up playing golf. I grew up playing golf since I was two years old. Um, Tiger Woods was like always my idol. I remember when I was playing in junior events when I was like five, six, seven, I would wear my Sunday red just like Tiger with a Nike hat. And on the back, my dad had inscribed um, saying, Fear the girl. And so I would always wear my Tiger red on the last day of the tournaments. And I remember um, just all the incredible rounds of golf because I mean he won his first masters in 1997 when I was two one and a half two and so I really grew up like watching him like when I was learning to play golf like he was the one I looked after and like his work ethic and how the passion and love for the game and so it really broke my heart seeing that he was in a car accident on Tuesday and now not knowing if he's ever going to be able to play golf again. Um, 
I remember just watching the Masters back in 2019 and crying when he won because of just his hero's journey of going from being on top to starting to have back injuries to um, the whole situation with him and his wife and how he struggled so much mentally and like like the mental side of the golf game is like the hardest side to deal with like it's such like you have to have so much mental strength to play well and the fact it took him 10 years to get back to where he was and he finally wins the masters in 2019 and um he only played a few times in 2020 but i think not only the masters but in 2020 at like in december like two months ago, he played for the first time in the parent the parent child with his son Charlie, and I was like the first time he got to play and like you really saw what it's like of him being a dad and just him going from that determined young man to now being a father, knowing that like there's more to life than just golf. So we're definitely praying for Tiger and his family. Um, it is still, I I just hope we get to see him play professional golf again. I'm just blessed that he is alive. He's responsive. He's going to live, but he has such an uphill recovery. And it's crazy to think now, like, you never know when your last day is when it comes to life, let alone sports. Um, I mean, I had something kind of similar happened uh, in college when I got injured and didn't realize like my last time playing was my last time playing in a tournament. So, yeah, just sending up prayers of thoughts to Tiger and his family. Um, speedy recovery. If anybody could come back from this accident, it would be him for sure. So, yep. Our next story this has kind of been the big political story. Um, after just one month in office, Biden orders airstrike in Syria. Just weeks after President Joe Biden promised that diplomacy is back at the center of foreign policy, he ordered a U.S.-led airstrike in Syria, targeting a building used by Iranian-backed militant groups on Thursday. Defense officers told numerous corporate media outlets that the strike was meant to incapacitate the militia and prevent them from carrying out for future attacks. They also claimed the strike was a defensive response to multiple recent attacks in Iraq, which threatened American lives. These strikes were authorized in response to recent attacks against American and coalition personnel in Iraq and to ongoing threats to those personal personnel. The operation sends an un, unambiguous message. President Biden will act to protect American and coalition personnel. At the same time, we have acted in a deliberate manner that aims to de-escalate overall situation above eastern Syria and Iraq. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said in a statement, Kirby also said the action was meant to de-escalate the overall situation above eastern Syria and Iraq. Um, despite the high-profile nature of the strike and the implementation implications it has for Biden in the United States just one month into the new president's term, some corporate media outlets brushed off prioritizing the issue. 2017, White House Press Secretary Jen Paskey condemned former President Donald Trump's attacks in Syria, saying he did not have legal authority for any strikes. Just last year, Biden also 
criticized Trump numerous times for taking action against Iran and terrorist quads force leader. I can't say his name without congressional approval. Let's be clear. Donald Trump does not have the authority to take us into war with Iran without congressional approval. A president should never take this nation to war without the informed consent of the American people. So that's kind of why this is big getting talked about in the media a lot is that Biden and I about Biden literally condemned Trump for striking sending out a missile without congressional approval yet like just last year yet he does the same thing and it's interesting because like we're seeing a lot of tweets of people like tweeting out saying like I voted for Biden just for the two thousand dollar check and instead he sends a missile to Syria um, I'm all for protecting the American people. Um, I'm also all for uh, uh, kind of the um, crap. What's it called? Uh, what is it called? What is it called when I'm going to ask Sebastian real quick. I'm like blinking real quick. What is it called with the powers Like, um, balance of powers. That's the word. I'm all for balance of powers. Like, there's a reason why the president has to go to Congress to get approval. For checks and balances. Thank you. Now Sebastian remembers what it is. Checks and balances. I'm all for checks and balances. Um, I'm also all for uh, people stop being hypocrites. Like, come on, guys. Like, Joe Biden has become, like, the biggest hypocrite. He says he's not going to do one thing. He does it anyway. Like, he said, like, he condemned Trump over so much crap that he's now doing. Um, He's, yeah, I'm just, like, so fed up with how, and yeah, I'm just annoyed. I really am. Like, the be- like the best thing about President Trump was he told you what he's going to do and he did it. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. Like this is what it is. Like he literally had a to do list of like, okay, build the wall, check, bring more jobs to America, check, um, limit abortion, check. Like he told you what he's going to do and he did it. Joe Biden tells you when he's here to get your votes, and then doesn't do it. So that's what I encourage all you ladies and guys. If we, I think we have a few guys that listen. I encourage y'all when you hear your friend like gripe and moan about Trump. If you hear your friend say, "I voted for Biden," just be like, "Okay, let's let's talk about a few things because that's what needs to be done." Because this, like, we can't have this happen in twenty twenty four. We need to get someone new in there. We can't have Biden. We can't have Kamala. We can't have any other of the line Democrats come in. And that's something too. We need to be holding our candidates and politicians accountable. Like they and how you hold them accountable is for one you go vote two you go and get your friends to go vote and you vote in four candidates that will tell you 
not what you want to hear, but what their plans are. And you vote for the best plans. The Democrats tell you what you want to hear. And you think that's their plan. And you're like, yes, that's what I want to hear. But have they done it? No. They've been talking about get this like um COVID uh nineteen, like one point nine trillion dollars COVID nineteen package done. They haven't got it done. But Biden can go airstrike Syria. And there's Americans hurting here that need help. I don't know if right now is really the time to airstrike Syria. I mean, I don't know what the national security is. Like, he knows, like, there's a lot more people in D.C. that knows a lot more than than I do about that. But I do know we as Americans are hurting. And I don't understand how... You can go and crucify Ted Cruz for going to Cancun. And even though he technically has, can't do anything, Texas, technically he can't do anything. But you crucify him for going to Cancun, but you don't crucify Joe Biden for all his lies and all his promises he did not keep. Trump kept his promises. Trump made promises. Trump kept promises. Joe Biden made promises. He has not kept any. So just just something you need to think about. Something we all need to think about. And yeah, I mean, the first thing you can do, if you're pissed off like I am, get involved. We got to get these people out of office. We have to. Uh, win the House back. We have to win the Senate back in 22 in midterms. We need to keep our Republican uh, state and House um, legislatures. Uh, we have to get rid of some crappy governors. Unfortunately, North Carolina, we kept our crappy governor who, with bipartisan support, vetoed a bill to reopen schools. Even though the science says it's safe to reopen in schools, even though North Carolina, we are vaccinating our teachers already. Like they are currently getting vaccinated right now, but you're telling me you can't reopen schools in the next couple of weeks? Where's the science in that, Mr. Cooper? Where's the science in that? All right. So I've rambled on for that. Lastly, I'm going to tell you about some products I love. Um, first off, I, like I said, like I have had back problems and I have not found a workout that I love that one works out my whole body. Um, cause I was doing a lot of like cycling, but that was only working out super or, like certain muscles and not all my muscles. And I could really tell that it was just not great. So one works out all my muscles Two that would not bother my back. Like that was the hard thing for me to find is that like how like lifting weights, like not lift, like lifting um, too heavy or uh, running like I can't run because that bothers my back. And so P-Bob is like really like the first like workout that like I have fallen in love with that works out like if and it focuses on like those muscles for me that I need to strengthen like with my lower back. And so it, it's like a lot of and and I would say, too, it's um, it's kind of like Pilates, but not like Pilates. It's kind of like the best way I can describe it. So it's a lot of um, a lot of core focused, a lot of glutes focused. Um, 
let's see what else um corglet's back uh arms i mean like it's the whole body but like the main like really the main areas is like the core the butt and um the back and it's geared towards women that's what i love too because like like there's certain like workouts that are better fit for men like because we we have different bodies so there's certain workouts better fit for men than women and so that's kind of the hard thing too trying to find like the right workout for me um because i'm five foot nothing but yes pvolve workouts highly recommend i know they have like a sale right now um a lot of their workouts you do have to buy their equipment for but i'll tell you it's totally worth it like they have such good equipment um and i mean like i like and two like you can do workouts daily and then won't like crazy fatigue you like i can't tell you like i think i've been doing them for about a month now my and sebastian's like it's like babe like you've got some muscles in your arms i'm like i know it's great um and it's also good for like because like i mean i've always been like big and like working out because i was an athlete and um and like i've struggled like the last couple of years finding a workout so definitely recommend pvop second thing i'm going to recommend to you guys today um i know like i love asking the question like what book besides the bible do you recommend everyone to read and it's always so interesting to hear what people have to say i know um brandon gave us a good one uh like two weeks ago um but my my answer is now changed so a book that i believe everyone should read um that's not the bible it's called the culture war written by aaron meyer and essentially it explains different cultures around the world and like in different countries and for me like i work in an international company and i work with people from all over the world every single day and so just understanding how to work with them better and what their culture perceives so like for example it was taught I gave an example of American working with a Chinese person and how the Americans were like we don't know what's going on like the Chinese people like they're not speaking up um they're not giving any input we just keep talking and they just don't say anything and the Chinese are like well the Americans just won't shut up so we have like moments to speak like they don't call on us and so it's really interesting so like in American culture we were taught as kids to um like participation so like in the classrooms like we had a participation grade which taught us as a culture that you need to pipe up in the meeting to say something even if it's not like provides necessarily like a big idea but you need to say something to show that you are listening you are paying attention you are engaging or in the Chinese culture you are not supposed to talk unless you're called upon by whoever's like head of the room so that's one example but I'll read briefly um the back of the cover and I highly 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 recommend it I am only like two chapters in and I just can't put it down so I Listen to her. She was on um, the um, Armchair Expert podcast with Dak Shepard. Her name's Erin Meyer. So the book is about whether you work in a home office or abroad, business success in our every 
more globalized and virtual world requires the skills to navigate throughout cultural differences. Renowned expert Aaron Meyer is your guide through the subtle, sometimes treacherous terrain where people from stockly different backgrounds are expected to work harmoniously together. Even with English as a global language, it's easy to fall into cultural traps that endanger careers and sync deals. In the cultural map, Aaron Meyer provides a field-tested model for decoding how cultural differences impact international business. She combines a smart analytical framework with practically actionable advice for succeeding in a global world. So if you ladies are working with someone or if you know you'll be working with someone like globally if you're on a team with someone from a different country or um if you're dealing with anyone from a different country you need to read this book i believe this is the book that netflix makes all of their employees read before they um start working there but yeah so quick little episode of just me um Oh, I'm tired. It's been a crazy week, but ready for the weekend. Uh, ready to have Mal come back on and say everything that happened at CPAC. She's going to give us a good summary of it, kind of what we did with um, like the North Carolina Right to Life March and a few others. I think can't remember. There was like one other conference she went to back in December. Anywho, um, rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what topics you guys want us to talk about next. Um, We're really excited for our summit. Make sure you sign up for our free online summit. And yeah, love you guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.